0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. That was the belly laugh of Alex Collins. If you didn't hear it, Uh, maybe the most magical laugh out there. (laughs) Uh So, welcome to the show. For those of you who are new, this is a podcast for naturopathic doctors to help you talk, speak, and learn and take action on your finances. Uh, Alex and I have had plenty of experience working with naturopathic doctors, and as we were talking with you all, we realized, oh, there's not a lot of people in our industry um, that talk to you about money, and we wanted to make sure that we gave back in any way, shape, or form, and this is just one of those ways that we want to
1: give back. Yeah, this is a community that has helped uh, uh, support us quite a bit, uh, both personally and professionally, and we wanted to make sure that we were doing the same for you guys. So for today... You know, there's a lot of, you know, financial news
0: out there. There's a lot of questions coming up around what's going on. Uh, You know, outside of that, there's always questions of what kind of basic planning steps should I be doing? And so for today, we're going to be talking about seven
1: steps that you should take to create your own financial plan. Whether you're working with a professional or whether you're doing it on your own, these seven steps are going to apply to to your situation. And it's just a a good way to get started and and, uh, take action.
0: So let's dive right in here, Alex. So, you know, in today's world, how many different institutions do we have that we log into to look up any kind of financial document or what we owe or anything for that matter?
1: Lots and lots and lots of We've got
0: banks, we've got car loans, we've got student loans and how many student loan different logins do we have? And right, there's all these different places and it's hard to really see or know what it is you look like financially and be organized.
1: Yeah, and there's a host of different apps out there that are designed to try and help you out with um, identifying all of this stuff. There's one specific one that, that you and I use Um, It's called Living Balance Sheet. And the design of any of these things is really to try and simplify your financial world so that you can see all of your world in one location. So step
0: one is get organized and stay organized. And there's a bunch of aggregation tools out there that can help you do this. The key is to find one that you'll actually use. Because if you don't use it, it's not going to help you. So step one, get get organized. You understand what it is you look like. And then step number two is optimizing your income protection. And why this is step two is if your income goes away, how does life look like? Are you able to build assets? Are you able to live the lifestyle that you want? Are you able to build your practice? Are you able to pay down your debts? Income is your lifeline, yeah, financially speaking.
1: Yes, um, cash flow is really the most important financial tool, and for the vast, vast majority of us that are during our working years, it comes in the form of income. So, yes, this is boring. I mean, frankly, I don't think Alex and I even like discussing
0: this because, right, you have to look at it from the standpoint of like this horrible, horrible thing that may happen. And yes, the chances of it happening are not high. But if
1: it did, like it's crippling. You, and if we don't address it before something happens, then it doesn't matter. Uh, it, like there's there is very little to no way to come back if it isn't addressed prior to something negative happening. And there's a whole boatload of potential negative things that can happen out there. Um, And so, so much of like what we wind up doing is trying to be proactive as opposed to reactive and making sure that we are making ourselves as bulletproof as is possible and reasonable. Yeah. So
0: when you're looking at protecting your income, like obviously there's a lot of things that can happen. Back to your income, and so you can't protect against everything, but you should be protecting against the worst threats. These are the threats that literally take your income either completely away for a long period of time, or even drops it twenty percent for a long period of time. So yes. we're we're lo- normally looking at like lawsuit type protection. And this is on the you know on the personal side. We're talking about auto auto insurance, home insurance, umbrella insurance. On the business side, we're talking about malpractice insurance and business liability insurance. From a come from a health perspective, right? Have the proper health insurance coverage in place. You know the the HSAs that can help you with high deductible health plans, as well as if if you got sick or injured, and you couldn't go to work, maybe not ever, or maybe you couldn't work full time again. Who knows what might happen? And I mean. Not just by the doctors. You guys are in the industry; like you understand this better than most people. So make sure we've got proper long-term disability insurance in place, protecting that income. So if you couldn't go
1: to work, you get a paycheck. Well, like that's protecting it on the personal side, Ryan. But we also need to make sure that, like, if you're not there driving the practice forward, that the lights stay on, that the rent stays paid, or the mortgage stays paid if you own the building. Um, And the, the basic overhead costs that you have for the business are taken care of. Absolutely.
0: And then we get to, and this is horrible to speak into, and it's not fun, but premature death, right? If anyone is reliant upon your income and something happens to you, what happens to their lifestyle and how much of that do you care about? If you care at all life insurance is something to speak into and, and and look at and analyze how much of it you should get
1: and what type of policy to get. And one of the keys that you said at the beginning of all this is optimization of this component, making sure that we understand what's possible, what we have, where any gaps may exist, and how to go ahead and properly take care of it so that we're maximizing the benefits from it and minimizing the negatives and the costs associated with it. Absolutely.
0: Which takes us to step number three. And, you know, we kind of argued with ourselves on whether or not this should be number one or even number two, but it kind of goes hand in hand with everything. And step number three is, you know, review with your spouse if you're married or review with yourself, your spending habits slash values.
1: Review with your business partner as well.
0: Oh yeah, solid point. So what, what are those habits?
1: Don't start.
0: (laughs) What are the values that you all really care about? Right. Naturopathic doctors, right? You guys, you have a lot of charity type work that you all do. You have a lot of things that you truly care about. Is your money spending habits aligning with that? Right. And this isn't going, we're not talking about going in and looking at your expenses and seeing how much you're spending at Starbucks or any other coffee place that you go to. It's more of like, like at a high level, I talk into this a lot where, you know, uh, my wife and I do this. And several years ago, we looked at how much we were spending going out to eat. Not at one particular restaurant, but just the topic of, okay, how much do we go out to eat? And we were spending a lot of money going out to eat. And we started talking about it. Okay, does it make sense? So we like really, really value going out to eat this much. And the answer to that question was no. We enjoy going out to eat to like nicer restaurants, but we really didn't enjoy going out to eat and it wasn't that valuable. So that was a huge expense that we are able to cut and either spend it somewhere else that we actually cared about or maybe save the money to be used for something that you do care about. Exactly. And right, so this is a, it's spending habits and values. It really goes hand in hand. And this is a conversation that I don't think a lot of spouses or business partners really actually have. It's, It's not a fun topic for the most part, except for when you actually start to talk about what you really care about,
1: then it can be fun. And then you actually, when you get on the same page, it's awesome. It it allows you to have shared vision, shared dreams, shared goals, and it allows you to get closer to the goals. So while the exercise itself may not be overly fun, the net result of it is extremely positive. Which takes us to step number four here, and
0: this is cash reserves or emergency fund. Do you have one? And is it the proper amount? Right. And- we talk into this all the time, cash is always king. If you don't have cash sitting on the sidelines, like how many times have you heard someone say, or maybe you've even said it, I wish I had X amount of dollars back in 08, where I could have bought real estate, or I could have done this, right? This isn't always the negative thing. This is also opportunity And I know when Alex, when you and I hear this from clients, like you, we ask, or I ask probably more than you, because I'm more blunt about it. Like, okay, why didn't you have cash sitting on the sideline? Right. Sometimes it might just be why I didn't have the savings because I couldn't save, and other times it's why I put my money in other accounts that I couldn't touch. So I didn't have access to, to the
1: money, or I didn't want to touch it because I would have been down, or there would have been a fee or a penalty or whatever else the other reasons are.
0: So have cash reserves and i can't tell you the the confidence and security this brings like until you have it you really don't understand it like because oftentimes we'll hear someone say well ryan i don't want a lot of money sitting in my savings account because i want to get a rate of return on my money and while that if you're only analyzing money sitting in savings versus money sitting somewhere else that can get a rate of return that's an accurate analysis. What you're not analyzing is, is having that cash sitting on the sideline. What does that enable you to do with your other assets to begin with?
1: And oftentimes the existence of dollars sitting on the sidelines allow you to be more aggressive with your other investments. It gives you the confidence and the surety that money's going to be there. It it, it winds up with uh, a dramatic effect on the rest of your financial world that is oftentimes challenging to quantify, we do what we can to try and help folks understand, hey, the existence of this allows for you know, something different to occur with our other assets, whether it's the practice, whether it's our investments, whether it's buying real estate or whatever the other components are. And time and time again, you and I hear folks like, After a year or two of working with us, they're like, hey, I I don't feel the tremendous weight on my shoulders anymore because of this. And they didn't understand how much stress it was putting on them, how much strain it was putting on them. And the only thing we did was a couple minor tweaks to their savings habits and where their dollars are going. And it's this tremendous weight that's lifted off of their shoulders. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, that's one of my favorite things when we do when we are working with our clients. That's one of my favorite things when they tell us that. Like that makes me, that's why I think I continue to push myself to to do what we do. Yeah. Which takes us to step number five, right? So you you mentioned the stress, like debt, right? Student loan debt credit card debt, the debt, right? Step number five is making sure that your high interest rate debt is paid off and making sure you don't go into, especially nowadays, well, just any day is high interest rate. Don't go into that debt, which you know, if you go back to the savings and the cash reserves, that helps make sure you don't have to go into debt. And if you have high interest rate debt, formulate a plan to make sure that that debt is taken care of Just the plan in and of itself relieves a bunch of stress. And then when that debt is gone, then the monkey's off your back.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then step number six: continue to invest, continue to do what you've been doing. It might be putting money back in your practice, like whatever the plan was, continue to do it. Don't don't deviate because you read something in the news about a recession where like if you've done steps one through four, one through five, step six should be able to, you should be able to stay there. And I think too often people are like, well, I'm hearing a bunch of stuff over there. So I think I'm not going to do that this year.
1: And at that point we've added an entire new variable that multiplies all of the other variables that we have to deal with. And that is market timing. And, you know, whether we choose to not invest in the stock market because uh, last year was a down year in the stock market and the bond market and the real estate market, or whether we choose to like do something different with our practice, whether it's not hiring an associate or not hiring a new employee or whatever the case may be. Um, now, we're not saying blindly do whatever you are going to do, like continue to monitor and like make adjustments. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to make wholesale changes in the absence of something major shifting on your side of things as opposed to on you know that that's occurring out there in the in the marketplace.
0: But it then takes us to step number seven. You should have someone in your life that you trust to talk about your finances with. Right. And this should be someone that you would consider an expert in the financial arena so that you can either pick their brain, maybe even just have a conversation with them so you can maybe calm down, right? This is someone that really understands how finances work so that you can
1: leverage them. And ultimately gets to know your situation. Yeah. Because if somebody's dispensing advice, without understanding your specific circumstances. They can give you generalities and and whatnot, but at the same time, they can't speak into your situation without knowing your situation.
0: so 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 when I say someone you trust, someone you trust enough to talk about how you look financially today.
1: Whether it's friend, family, business partner, CPA, attorney, financial planner, whomever that person is for you, Sit down and have the meaningful conversations and figure it out. And if you don't have somebody, figure out how to build that trusted relationship with someone who is an expert in this arena.
0: So, those are the seven steps that we feel will keep well, I mean, frankly, I think it's just going to give everyone confidence. I think it gives you, uh, I hate the cliche of peace of mind, but less stress. And like, and I think the stress really goes away when you actually have some sort of plan in place. And when you're going through blindly and you're kind of like sticking your head in the ground, like an ostrich, it, the stress is just compounding and you've just gotten used to it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be the equivalent of like running through a, a dark room or like blinded in some manner. And if you're running, the chances are you may hit something. Hopefully you don't, but By having somebody there as a guide to be able to help makes a world of difference.
0: Which takes us to the question of the
1: day, Alex. Our question today is what steps are you taking financially this year?
0: So head over to holistic finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. If any questions bubbled up from today or you have an idea for us, that's also a great spot for you to reach out to us. If this episode caught your attention and gave you some action items. I'm guessing you might have some other people in your life that might also want to hear this episode. So share the episode. And the whole reason we started this podcast is to help naturopathic doctors. So I hope that we're bringing value so that you will share our stuff with other NDs so that they can help build their practice and financially stable and help their clients and patients as best as they possibly can.
1: And if not, Let us know what would bring some value to you so we can go ahead and make sure we address that. We're here to help and we're here to be a resource for you guys. So
0: with that being said, we hope this episode was valuable. And as always, Mr. Collins, make it a great day.
2: This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License, number 15319412. CA Insurance License, number 0k24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint Number 2023149118, Expiration January 2025.